Happy Thursday, Razorback fans. It is Thursday, September 1st, which means it is game month, and you are two days away from Razorback football. We're in September, Robert. September, it is football month. Like, August is not a football month. It's it's still August. It's still the summer. Yeah, there's a couple games played, preseason football. But once you hit September, you know football is officially back. Yeah, you can you can really feel it. Um, the the SEC Network shows are going to start happening on campus tomorrow. Um, I mean, you and I have got a fantasy draft tonight. Like it's it's football month. It's exciting. It is very exciting, and uh, it's exciting that we're two days away from Arkansas versus Cincinnati at two thirty p.m. Central Time inside Donald W. Reynolds Razorback Stadium in Fayetteville, Arkansas. So we got some stuff to get to today. You're listening to the Gridiron Hogs podcast. I'm Mason Choate. He's Robert Stewart. We're part of the Hogbeat Podcast Network. Go visit hogbeat.com, H-A-W-G-B-E-A-T.com uh, for all of the best Razorback athletics content. A great deal going on at Hogbeat, $22. Only $22 for your first year. It's, or it's normally $100. So you can do some quick math there. That is a great deal. $22 at six cents a day for an entire year. It's, it's not that much money, to be quite honest with you. And it's great content you're going to get that gives you access to all the premium content. As, like, for example, today we have our uh, conversation with Cincinnati beat writer from BearcatReport.com, Jason Stam. That's a premium story. I went through a lot of work to get that story, so I made it premium. If you have that subscription, then you can read all of that, all the answers, all the inside info on Cincinnati. So get that access. You also get access to the trough message board where there's a lot of inside info going back and forth between people, including ourselves and some of the subscribers. So it's worth it. I'm telling you, it's worth it. So if you're a first time subscriber, get that subscription. It's only available. That deal is only available until Saturday game day. So take advantage of it now. On today's episode, we're going to be predicting the stat leaders for Arkansas going into this season. Um, so I think we're going to do passing rushing and we're going to do yards and touchdowns that's what we're going to do passing rushing receiving and then we're going to do sacks tackles and interceptions that's what we're going to do so before we get to that we kind of need to update what's happened since we recorded yesterday we failed to mention yesterday who they named as captain um so arkansas named its four captains kj jefferson and jalen cattle on our back for their second year as captain um in a row and then Dalton Wagner and Bumper Pool are the other two captains for the Razorbacks. Thoughts, Robert? Well, I mean, I think think it came from from Sam Pittman yesterday, right? Um, it's it's pretty special for for Bumper Pool and Dalton Wagner in particular uh, to to come back for their extra COVID year and be voted captain by their team. Um, I mean, it feels like Bumper Pool has been the heart of heart and soul of the defense alongside Grant Morgan the past couple of years. So it feels natural that Morgan should uh, pass that on to him in a sense once once he leaves. And uh, I mean, Dalton Wagner, dude, dude's got praise for every single one of his teammates. So it uh, feels natural that he should be selected as well. Yeah, I, I, I'm happy for Dalton Wagner. Um I, I really appreciate what, how Dalton Wagner um, interacts with the media. You don't always get a player like him who, you know, he walks in and his first thing is always, how's it going, guys? Good to see everybody. And, you know, you don't get that from a lot of players. And so he's 
it seems like, and I'm not around him all the time. It just seems like he is a a, a likable guy to the team and to the coaches, and that's why he was voted captain. And uh, he's he's a talker too, so that's good. Your captains need to be guys who talk. Last year, KJ Jefferson not as much of a talkative guy. We've heard that he's really kind of stepped out of his shell this year. So, um, four strong captains, the four leaders of the team. So, um, we failed to mention that yesterday. So apologies there. So talked to Sam Pittman on Wednesday and uh, kind of got the last the last few things in before um, we talked to him after the game on Saturday. There's no there's going to be no more media availability until after the game on Saturday. So it really felt like his his big things, you know, moving forward, like what does Arkansas have left to do before the game was he wanted to emphasize more of we're watching more Cincinnati film rather than, you know, looking at our own practice film, trying to figure out what we're doing against our own guys, how we can get better there. They're more focusing on what Cincinnati does good and how they can counter that. And so did it feel to you like maybe they, like, hit a wall and they decided, oh, crap, we need to, like, start cramming Cincinnati stuff? Or do you think that, you know, this is all by design? tend to think it's by design. I mean, you've sort of mentioned this before. It's like, I mean, you've known Cincinnati's your first opponent for months. Like, I know they started prep last week, but surely they were looking into it before that, right? I mean, the I just, I find it hard to imagine that they, they let a team of this caliber sneak up on them. No, they, they didn't. It just, the way he was talking about it, like I'm kind of looking here, reading what he said. Um, let's see. Let's see. I, I want to find the line that I was looking for. It's a bad radio. I mean, while, while you look for it. No, I, I found it. I found okay. it. Uh, I learned as an assistant that a lot of times you're going over the tape so much from practice that you don't get to the opponent as much as you'd like to. So we're starting our individual meetings by understanding exactly who are we who we are playing. And that's starting it by um, Cincinnati watching Cincinnati film. So I don't know. I, I'm probably just being an idiot. I, it's just a talking point, right? I would I would think that that like it's it's not necessarily Wednesday that they started meetings like that. Like you said, I no, no, not not at all. I mean, it's whatever. The other big thing that he wanted was to get the team back healthy. We know that the offensive line was banged up a little bit. Um, of course, Jaden Hazelwood and Brady Latham missed time at practice last week. We know they're back. There was a question of, is Jaden Hazelwood going to play this weekend? And it feels like he is. Um, Pittman said Hazelwood looks good this week, so he thinks they'll be fine injury-wise. Uh, that includes Latham. One interesting injury note was there were questions asked about A.J. Green and uh, Pittman, A.J. Green, backup running back for Arkansas, by the way, for those that don't know. Uh, he said he thinks they're in good shape there at that position because Rashad Dominion is pushing Green, you know, for that backup number two spot right now. But more interesting, um, he said that Dominic Johnson, they're trying to get him back as soon as they can, and whether it's this week or not, he doesn't know. He he used the phrase game time scenario, did he not? Um, let's see, let's see. Uh, but that'll be kind of a game time scenario for us there, but we need him back. Um, so I, I think we all kind of just marked him off. Like he's not going to play against Cincinnati. And I think that's still the case. Um, this is probably just, you know, coach speak. We know that when it comes to injuries with Sam Pittman, it's kind of difficult to get a timetable 
on anything. So, um, and I don't really think he does that on purpose per se. I think that's just how it goes, but I don't think Dominique Johnson is going to play against Cincinnati, but it seems like he might be closer to being back than we thought. Right. Which is great. But again, we've talked about this many a time before, like with, with him in particular, with the depth they have at running back, no reason to, to hurry him back. Agreed. Okay. Um, that's really um, the big updates that we have from Pittman yesterday. There was no practice availability. It was really just talking to Pittman. A lot of it was just going through the motions, like, you know, game day. How do you feel about game day? He said that his favorite part of game day is when they win in the post-game locker room. Um, it was cool kind of talking about that. He said, I guess, I don't remember the exact number of seconds. He said like 30 or 45 seconds before they run out on the field before the game, that that's like a really cool moment. So I thought that was cool because I, I was just picturing in my mind, like being in there while they're calling the hogs and like maybe it's shaking and the team's just sitting there ready to run out. Like that's the adrenaline has to be at an all time high in that moment, Robert. Yeah, it totally does. I mean, you and I both kind of have like a grasp of that, right? Cause we were both in marching men at one time and like, it's, it's pretty cool to be in that tunnel. Like, before you go out and granted with the marching man on the field, more people in the stands, like right before kickoff, I'm sure it's all the more exciting, but it, it gets your adrenaline going for sure. It does. Uh, I'm, I'm just so excited, dude. The, the atmosphere for a football game is just like, so mo most recently we've been at baseball games. I guess most, most recently we were at uh, the college world series for Arkansas and Ole Miss so, like, that's a great atmosphere, but football is different, man. Football is different. You're talking, like, tens of thousands of more fans. It's just – it's completely different. Football is king. Football rules. And so um, – and that that's just that's just the case, you know. Like, that's just how it's always going to be. If your football team is good, it's going to be king. So, Arkansas has a good football team this year. It's exciting. And so, let's talk about these players who are going to lead the Hogs in stats – this year, Robert. Um, you start, start? start with passers. I mean, KJ Jefferson is the easy choice. Yeah. Right? Um, unless you're going to predict <laughs> he goes down, you know, four or five games into the season. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's got to be KJ Jefferson. Last year, let's see, got the media guy here. He threw for 2,600 yards, almost 27, and he threw for 21 touchdowns. So, um, gosh, we'll say he clears 3,000 yards in the air and we'll go with 26 touchdowns. 26 touchdowns. What did you say he had last year again? 21. 21. So you're going up to 3,000 yards and 26 touchdowns? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I, yeah, it's going to be KJ Jefferson who leads the team in passing. I will – just go slightly over you and say 3,100 yards. And I will say he throws 24 touchdowns. I think that he is still the KJ Jefferson that runs the ball. Like he's going to, uh, this is going to be a run first team. So it's hard for me to say like KJ Jefferson is going to have like 3,500 plus passing yards and a ton of passing touchdowns. Cause I feel like they're still, they might lead the power, power, all power five teams in rushing again. Like that's very possible. So right. for what it's worth, he had six rushing touchdowns. The leader was Dominic Johnson with seven last year. I think KJ could have six or more again this year. 
I think so too. Um. Okay. So speaking of Dominique Johnson, let's go to running back. You want to go first this time again? You got it. Okay. Uh, it's Rocket Sanders. Rocket Sanders is going to lead the team in rushing yards. We've had this conversation on this podcast before. Is he going to rush for a thousand? I don't think so. I think he gets close though. I'm going to say he rushes for 900 yards and nine touchdowns. He's just going to be the nine guy. 900 yards, nine touchdowns. How many? He had five last year. Is that right? Rocket had five. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, 900 yards, nine touchdowns. He will be the leading rusher for Arkansas. As much as I want to differ from you on this, I, I would like to say Dominique Johnson, but um, again, I'm not convinced that he needs to play anytime soon. I think Rocket, Rocket Sanders is a perfectly capable RB1, um, so why not pick him as the as the answer? Um, I'm, I'm less convinced about 900. I'll, I'll go with 800. Um, and what the heck, I'll give him eight touchdowns too. All right. Under undercut you by one both both places there. <laughs> okay. At, at one point we're gonna have to differ from each other. So that I think that's really gonna come on the defensive side of the ball. So yeah, I agree. Uh before we move to wide receiver, uh new sponsor alert. I want to remind everybody about a sponsor we have. It is myperfectfranchise.net. Are you a displaced corporate executive or wanting to put your career in your own hands? And I know a lot of you are. I feel like most of you are probably listening to this podcast while you're at work right now. Uh, are you an experienced entrepreneur wanting to diversify? Andy Ledecky can help. He's a longtime Rivals member and franchise veteran, having owned multiple franchises and businesses. He uses his expertise to help others find their American dream through a very thorough and free, that's the, that's the key word right there, free consultation process. If you call him, you put your life and career in your own hands, it's 100% free. So what do you have to lose? Basically what this is, is you're going to talk to Andy and he's going to help you set up your life moving forward. He's going to help you find a franchise that you can work for. And there's going to be, it's going to be like a, a nine step process, like, multiple steps to make sure that this is the right thing for you. And that's only if you give Andy a call at 404-973-9901. Find your perfect franchise at myperfectfranchise.net. I'm telling you, I, I sat down with Andy. We talked on the phone. He talked. He, he, he took me through the whole process of this. And I think it is great for people who have some money sitting around and they don't know what to do with it. And they want to diversify and they want to, you know, make their business career better. So this is what you need to do. Um, visit him, myperfectfranchise.net. And you can also email him at a Ledecky. That's L U E D E C K E at myperfectfranchise.net. Andy Ledecky, my perfect franchise. Thank you for your sponsorship. Okay. Wide receivers, Robert. It's gotta be Jaden Hazelwood. Well, we I talked mean... about it. It's gotta be Jaden Hazelwood. You know, this morning when I was thinking about this, I was like, Hmm. What if Trey Knox leads the team in receiving yards? Uh, quickly becomes the next Kyle Pitts. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, that's what would happen. I don't think that. I don't think Trey Knox will. So it's it's got to be Hazelwood, or I mean, the three really to me any of the three guys, Hazelwood, Thompson, and Landers could lead the team. But I think it's got to be Hazelwood. I want to yeah, hear your numbers before I make a prediction. Um, I'm looking here at 2021. Warren Thompson was actually third on the team in receiving yards, fourth yeah, he, on the team in, in receptions. So of, I mean, of the he, guys returning, he has the most receptions, most receiving yards, and most touchdowns. 
So I I don't think it would be unrealistic to say he gets the five hundred. I mean, nobody nobody besides Burks did last year, but you're not going to replace Traylon Burks. Those yards, those eleven hundred yards, Hazelwood's not going to get all of them. So that some of them are going to have to go somewhere else. I think Thompson's going to probably benefit the most, but I don't know for for uh, Jaden Hazelwood, I'll give him seven hundred fifty yards and uh, say seven scores. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, this is where we'll differ. I'll give Jaden Hazelwood 1,050 yards, and I will give him six touchdowns. You said seven touchdowns? Yeah. I'll give him six touchdowns. Okay. I think I think Trey Knox might lead the team in receiving touchdowns, though. I don't think that's unrealistic. I, I don't. I don't either. Or Matt Landers. I mean, like, how many 50-yard touchdowns do you think Matt Landers will catch this year? It- Maybe a few. Yeah. So I, I, so if we're predicting receiving yards and receiving touchdown leader, I'll say Hazelwood leads the team with a thousand fifty yards, and Trey Knox leads the team with nine receiving touchdowns. I'll go with nine again. Wow. <clears throat> you know what they need to do? They need to implement that that Kansas City Chiefs play where they roll KJ out, and then he just does the underhand dump to Trey Knox, the the Mahomes and Kelsey. That that's a great play. It works almost every single time. It it does. I, I, Trey Knox has the frame now. Yeah, Trey Knox is like the prototypical NFL tight end right now. Like it's basically just a bigger receiver playing tight end. So I don't know. I I really want to see it from Trey Knox this season. I think he's going to have a big year. I've been telling people I think that this Trey Knox this year is going to set himself up to be a pretty decent NFL player. Okay, I'd love to see it. All right, let's go on the defensive side of the ball. Let's talk sacks. Now this is this is kind of where we think Arkansas's weakness is going into the season, defensive line. So uh who do you think is going to lead the team in sacks, Robert? Oh, man, it's I feel like this is a total toss up. This may be kind of a wild card answer, but what if I say Drew Sanders with four? Dude, I was going to say Drew Sanders. <laughs> Dang it. Um you can go uh, Drew Sanders and I'll pick someone else. I mean, I think I think it'll end up being Drew Sanders or Zach Williams. Okay. With you said four, yeah. <clears throat> mm. Okay, let's see here. Uh, I want to pick Terry Hampton, but I don't think he's going to have that many sack opportunities. I'll say, I'll say, Eric Gregory. I think Eric Gregory will lead the team with five sacks this season. I would have said Drew Sanders, but Eric Gregory's my number two pick. I'm a big Isaiah Nichols guy, but I don't like just that defensive tackle spot. He's not going to have a whole lot of sacks. Like Arkansas has had really good defensive tackles, but it's always the edge rushers who get the sacks. So, and Gregory, yes, he's going to play time at tackle, but he's also going to be a DN and a three-man front. So, I don't know. I think I think Gregory. I'll say Gregory. Okay, tackles. This this is this could be an easy one, or it could I I think that both of us can pick one guy here, like a different guy. So I'll I'll take Bumper Pool. <laughs> uh, I think Bumperpool is going to lead the team with 140 tackles this season. Wow, that's a step yeah. up. And he's going to set the tackle record by week five. He needs like 60-something, I think, to break Tony Bua's tackle record um, and lead the team, lead the program in all-time career tackles. So... I think Bumper Pool gets that by week five, and I think he has 140 tackles this season. 
So you're saying he's going to do that against Alabama? Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's not that – I we we still view Alabama as this team that's going to beat Arkansas 52 to nothing. That's just not the case anymore, um, at least not this season. That's not going to happen. So to say that Arkansas is going to do something against Alabama is like – it's okay to say. I, I, think, sure. I think he'll do it against yeah. Alabama, yeah. Okay. Um, well, gosh. How about I go right back to Drew Sanders? <laughs> there you go. Drew um, Sanders is a big year from Robert. I mean, we heard we heard a quote from Nick Saban yesterday that said he could have been a starter at Alabama. That, that's not insignificant. Um, I mean, it, it feels like the, the linebackers have just racked up tackles with ease uh, between him, Grant Morgan, and Hunter Henry – or not Hunter Henry, excuse me, Hayden Henry, uh, the past three – past two – Two years, really. Um, so, I mean, with Henry and Morgan out the door, why not Sanders step up? I'll, I'll give him at least 100 tackles. You know who could also lead the team in tackles? Jalen Catlin. Yes. I'm looking at his 2020 stats because I, for a second I thought he did. He led the team in solo tackles. So I was kind of right there. He had 99 tackles, and that was third on the team. Bumper pool was second that year. We're pretty sure it was Grant Morgan who was first that year. Um, but yeah, 99 tackles led the team in solo tackles. So Jalen Catalan could do it as well. Okay. Interceptions. Who's going to lead the team in interceptions? We could right go right back to Jalen Catalan here. We could, I don't think I will. Uh, last year it was Monteric Brown with five. Um, oh man, I could get a, a lot of hate for this one, but I'm going to say Hudson Clark with four. Hudson Clark with four interceptions. Yeah. Are all four of those going to come in the same game? Um, at least two of them will you're saying he's going to have a two interception game I mean didn't he have three against Ole Miss and Matt Corral that one year I think so okay so who are the the two going to come against you got to predict that too oh gosh we'll say uh, say Liberty I don't know okay Okay, that's fair enough Um, oh this is tough because I want to pick a corner. Like, I, I do. Um, I think I'm going to go Jalen Catalan, man. I, I, I feel like he's going to have three interceptions and that's going to lead the team. I don't – I do not feel great about the corners just being, like, big interception guys like ball hawks. I think that they're just going to kind of do their jobs. And, I mean, you saw it with Jalen Catalan last year. I mean, he had a ton of interception opportunities, did have an interception against Rice – did he, he, did he have two interceptions against Rice? I know he had two interceptions last year. Uh, Let's see, against Rice. Yeah, he had two interceptions against Rice last year. So, um, I'm going to say Jalen Catalan with three. There you go. There, Book it. It's all going to be correct. All of it. On my side. Robert's not, not good at all, so. Well, at least I'll, I'll have the three offensive names right if if you're completely correct. <laughs> there you go. All right. Um, that's going to wrap us up for today's episode of the Gridiron Hogs podcast. Tomorrow, we will be a day away from Arkansas versus Cincinnati. So get excited. Tell your friends about the Gridiron Hogs podcast. Subscribe to hogbeat.com. And get ready for Razorback football this Saturday. <laughs>